You're listening to Tech Nest, the PropTech Podcast. In each episode, you'll hear from PropTech founders, investors, and industry veterans on how they're using tech to change the way we buy, sell, and invest in real estate. Discover market opportunities, interesting data, growth tactics, and trends driving the industry forward. This isn't just another podcast about making money in real estate. This is about how we live. And now your host, Nate Smoyer. All right, Drew, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Finally got Drew Myers on the Tech Nest podcast. Yep. 167 episodes deep. You're, it's not from lack of trying. It's not from lack of trying. You've tried uh, multiple times, <laughs> and podcasting is on one of my don't generally do lists. I've tried a few different angles of like, hey, why don't we just talk about this, or we could talk about that, and, and then uh, so everyone listening or watching, I basically hit up Drew. I was like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow at 10 a.m.? And he told me he didn't have any lined up. And then, boom, suckered him in, pulled him in. This is for everyone out there. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and introduce Drew a little bit here. Uh, for, for the few people who don't know him already, you're early Zillow. You're a prop tech founder yourself in the... Uh, travel tech. Travel space. tech. Travel slash hospitality tech. It's, it's, it's prop tech. Slash home sharing, so it's it's prop tech. Yeah, yeah. But now, uh, Drew runs, I would describe, the premier community for prop tech founders and investors. Uh, it's called Geek Estate. Geek Estate Mastermind. Geek, Geek Estate Mastermind. Or this, the gem, as I like to call it. It is kind of cool, gem. And you're, well, you, you, and you hail from... Seattle, which is the Emerald City, it's close enough. Emerald's, close enough. Is Emeralds a type of gem? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it all works together. It's <laughs> kind of cool. But anyway, excited to have uh, have you here, Drew. So formally, you know, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm going to start off with this. You're a blueprint three peat, right? I am a three peat. So from here on out, if Drew maintains his perfect streak, he's the OG, perfect attendance. Yeah. We're on day There's two. There's a very good chance I'll re keep my perfect attendance given I'm an investor in Blueprint. So. There it is. <laughs> so, Jem and me will be here the next however many years it happens. So, so tell me uh, just first impressions, uh, Blueprint, as well as, you know, why do you keep coming back to this? I think this is an important thing. And I want to make sure everyone who's listening that's not here, the Comes FOMO here is year. so high. Yeah. They're going to book the ticket tomorrow yep. for next year. They should. They should. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think the energy here is incredible. And uh, I mean, so, Jem, I sit on a unique lens kind of on top of all of PropTech. So not just commercial, not just residential, not just hospitality, yep. not just smart city. And Blueprint is that exact audience yep. in terms of like there's a very broad diversity of largely C-level executives that cover the, the gamut of everything related to real estate tech. Yep. Uh, so. Pretty much no other conference fits that bill. They're all in their silo of commercial tech or, re or resi tech or agents or brokers or I IMN goes after rental side. Um, so this is the most diverse prop tech audience that exists at mass scale uh, in person in one spot. I've talked to already operators, you know, they're actually like in the field, they're using prop tech to run their business. I've talked to uh, 
modular construction, talk to you know your typical rental management, asset management with like a tech layer on top of yep. it. I mean, it's kind of, it is all here. I'm excited to get through. I haven't gone, gone through the, uh, the, the vendor alley, yeah. if you the will. The tech is real. I see someone with, with Oculus glasses on over there demoing something. I was obviously. concerned when I saw them yesterday. I was for sure going to see someone trip and fall or like yeah. jump <laughs> and just <laughs> end up on the carpet. I'm assuming they're probably doing some sort of virtual tours. I assume so. Yeah. I would assume so. Um, you And, and I want to touch on this before we jump onto the next topic, but like you know firsthand how hard it is to pull together high caliber leaders. Yep. You know, that's, that, that's what you've been working on with Gem, what, five years now? Yeah, the business, six years, but yeah. I've been doing it organically for 15, like since the blog was started in 2007. Yeah. So you, you know how difficult it is, uh, and you, you've seen this, so you have, a, I think, a pretty good vantage point of like how much work goes into an event like this. Uh, so I, I think yeah, that just... It's an immense, immense amount of work, and props for them to, for pulling it off, because... Yeah. It's not easy to do what they've done with this thing. Yeah. All right. Let's get into brass tacks. What have you What have you seen that's interesting so far here at Blueprint? And maybe you knew about it already, but uh, we'll kind of just kind of go through a handful of different either ideas or companies that you've come across. Yeah. I mean, I I still think across the board, like the most interesting category to me is generative AI imagery. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of interesting stuff happening in that space. The style dods of the world, the foxy AIs. I think they're all they're all here. Yeah. Uh, and I've been I'm a consumer product guy at my core. So like one of the consumer opportunities I've been thinking about for a long time and writing about in Gem is the capability or like I think someone was going to actually execute a show me what could be in the world, not what is. Mm -hmm. So post renovation, post remodel. Yep. Uh, I mean, the, the post like basic reno is already, that's already here. Like that's simple stuff that Open Door and Zillow and everyone else have been doing for years. Yeah. I think the, the trickier part is actually like, how do you change the bones of a house or, or a building, right? Yes. Buildings are obviously much harder to change the bones of than single family residences. Yeah. But um, that to me is like the big consumer opportunity that I am really, have been intrigued with and will continue to be intrigued with and talk to every company that is there was one working company, on that realm. Now that you're saying that, they had it on their website. They had like one of those really fancy sliders where it was like before and then you could see the after yep. on it. And Reimagine I imagine Home is one of them. That's Style Dots okay. consumer product. All right. Yep. Yeah. But there's a few others. Yeah. And I, see, I've always, uh, I haven't gone to the bones of the house. I think about it like the literal contents of the house. Yeah. Right? Because if it's a, it's a fully finished house, it's all white walls, and you want to see the furniture. And, and admittedly, I, I'm, I'm really glad that digital staging has gotten better. I think some of the first early efforts at digital staging really, like, just have to embrace the cringe. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know that couch was so one-dimensional, and it just didn't quite fit. But I think, I see it as like a, Hey, there ought to be like Wayfair ought to be in this. Yeah, and the next generation is e-commerce in that. It's got to be. Staging. It's got to be yeah. integrated, like a Wayfair or Target or yeah. you know Chip and Joanna Gaines. Someone call them up and let's get the collaboration going. There's a company actually based out of Denver called Guest House that okay. has been doing kind of staging plus retail for a number of years, a couple or I don't know, two three years. Yep. Uh, just in Denver, for I think, but yeah, that will happen kind of at much larger scale yep. in the coming years. 
I've got a list of uh, some companies I've been talking to while I've been here. Yeah. And uh, one of them I hadn't I hadn't heard of about, and I actually wanted to talk about this company uh, for a few reasons. Uh, CredHub. So so CredHub they they do you know the the, the rent reporting for property managers uh, on behalf of the, the renter, right? Renter pays on time, they get credit reporting, it's incentivized to make a pay. This is not, at this stage in the game, this is not new. And yeah. there's a handful of people, Asusu, probably the most well-known and, and widely used. Yeah. But I wanted to talk about Credit Hub, Credit Hub because they've been around for uh, a few years. They've been ahead of the game for some time and are only now entering growth mode after you know really bootstrapping it for some are time. Are they white labeling the product? Oh, that's a great question. I didn't get that okay. detail. <laughs> I haven't talked to them, so I don't, I don't know much about them firsthand. Yeah. Uh, at, a, at the high level, I think that category, I mean, I think it's going to be integrated in every it has product be. that collects yeah. rent. Yep. So I, I've kind of honestly always been skeptical that it's a standalone thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It has to be integrated because yeah. otherwise, you know, it's another tool. It's, an, it's a feature. Yes. For yeah. a lot of companies, right? Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day... Yeah, uh, yeah. I struggle to figure out how the distribution is going to happen. Yeah, and the one thing I so th this is an area that anything around renters and rent payments, and also like screening for renters. Yep. I, I, we have so much room for improvement. We can. All, I, I think the writing's already on the wall. Criminal history, eviction checks, credit checks. To what extent they can be used or will be used, especially credit checks a game everyone's forced to play where none of us are told the rules. Yep. We vaguely know the rules. Vaguely. But they're not they're not really all that fair. I like, look, if you can pay the rent every month, why don't we just do bank verification? Canada's doing it. I agree. I it's it blows my mind that we're not doing bank verification. It just makes all the yeah. sense in the world. One of the companies that's in that realm would be uh, Matrix Solutions out of New York. Okay. They're kind of an alternative credit check credit scoring system yep. that's not based on the traditional Legacy. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you know, I rent to people sometimes who they have very low credit scores because they're college students. Yep. They can't have a credit score. I mean, I guess they can put their parents on, and then I got to go do the call center and all that jazz. I, I just want to know they pay the bills. They yep. Pay their bills. Hey, we're 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 set. Um, there was another one I wanted to talk about because you brought up AI. I brought up AI. So we're gonna go, I'm gonna go down the obvious <laughs> buzzworthy yep. uh, topic of the year. Uh, little little uh, chat app called Libby. Called Libby. Yeah, so Spencer's uh, new tool. Spencer Roscoff's new <laughs> yeah. uh, new uh, startup. It's a chat application designed for small businesses. Yep. I had a chance to talk to him yesterday of like how he sees that being used specifically for real estate. But let, let's go down this path. I uh, mean, it's pretty broadly applicable for even yeah. like something like Gem, where we have a bunch of people that end up in our inbox, and how do we yep. qualify them? Try to get them to either figure out. Are you their, using it for that? We're not using it yet, but it's on our list to go like It sounds like a feature that's about to be launched. Uh, I mean, it's a feature we're about to try. <laughs> Launching, maybe not quite that, but um, yeah, I mean, there, it, it's clear opportunity across the board, but in real right. estate, it's one category, but it's obviously not the only category. Yeah. I used it, uh, I embedded it within an iframe, built a page, and then put it on my uh, storage facility website. No, oh, nice. So, I mean, it was pretty easy, and, and this is actually what I liked about it. So this is, this is where I think uh, any founder in this space, especially if you're gonna to sell to real estate agents, I'm not, I'm not gonna hate on real estate agents at the moment, but don't make it technically difficult. If I have to watch an explainer video and I can't just like figure it out in the step-by-step -step wizard yep. and walk myself through it, 
it's too hard. Yep. It's too difficult. And it was actually really easy. I just kind of answered a few questions and then I tested it a few times and it worked. It was, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. And anyone else you're seeing uh, AI and especially like, I think it's that like customer cultivation, lead cultivation, like answering the same 30 questions over and over, handling that and like either the, the, the purchase market, the rental yep. market. Yeah, I mean, the, the category is obviously not new. Like there's been, like no. structurally it's been around for I don't know. No, many, yeah, many Nate years. Jones has been doing yeah. this forever. Uh, my consumer question has always been: Is that experience better than a human? Hmm. Right, and I, I don't think the tech is is there yet. Sure. Uh, I think it's getting there. Right. I mean, like it's it's definitely a lot better today than it was three, four years ago when yep. it was very obvious, like that that was not a real person talking to you. Yes. It's and those are chat. The those are like are, more like chatbots where you yeah. had to do like decision trees on answers and that yep. sort of thing. Whereas AI, a lot better contextualization can has some understanding of tone, but you still have to give it something to work right. from. Right, right. Yeah. What about, um, th this is an area uh, that I think is the real future of AI for, for real estate, is, is taking, uh, as I've heard it described, unstructured data and then putting it into a way that you can utilize it. So for instance, like uh, the quality of a neighborhood based on you know, the, the, si the conditions of the sidewalk. I know that sounds ridiculous, but any no, of us no, that likes I... to run, right? Yeah. If the sidewalks are repaired frequently, you know, there's a company called uh, Smart Roof. They, they leverage drones. Yeah, Smart Roof is a super smart implementation. Yeah, they use yeah. drones in, to, to take video recordings of roofs. And then that's the roof inspection. And then the AI video recognizes like if there's a tear, if there's a puncture, you know, the condition of the roof. And that one right there, it's one thing, okay, now the customer is gonna get a new roof because it's bad. But that data you collected, how does, you know, you could structure that in a way of like, how does an insurance company wanna look, look at that or use that? How is that used for financing? Yep. You know, especially if it's a new purchase Desktop appraisals are going to get really, truly They're desktop appraisals. They're going to get really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of the next generation of aerial imagery, I would say, is just drone imagery that's very, very close up. Yeah. So getting that at scale is a pretty interesting opportunity. Yeah. And yeah. one of the interesting things there, too, I'll, I'll, this is like a total sidebar, <laughs> is that like fire hydrants. I recently learned about this not that long ago that there's no database of fire hydrants. Really? There's no like There's no ArcView, ArcGIS no. Well, like layer that you could... I, there, there might be. I, maybe I'm saying no, there's none, but there's not a really exhaustive one. Yeah. Okay. And so how do you know where the fire hydrants are if you're the insurance company or if you're the lender? And any this goes to any data point though. Any data point that relies on the consumer to have to tell you what is there yeah. is an opportunity to leverage visual imagery to create data sets to deliver a better consumer experience. Because you can fill in the gaps just by plugging in the address and it, it knows everything else. Yep. You know, I think I think that's where it's gone. Yeah. Yeah, one of many interesting use cases. I hope we're not talking like <laughs> we were uh, hearing people talk about blockchain two, three years ago. I hope, I hope not too. Because <laughs> several years ago, that was the blockchain was, the was, we were talking about how it was gonna take over title how it was gonna be the transaction platform, even listings were gonna go there, and so. All the fractional players used it. Everything. Yeah. Uh, can we pick on that for a minute? Where's blockchain? 
nowhere. <laughs> have you seen anything here? I at haven't. Blueprint I, focused on solving a problem with blockchain. Uh, I, I mean, to be fair, I haven't walked around the, the expo floor yet. To, well, like, yeah, they haven't opened to. it, so everyone listening, yeah. like, we ha we're, we're doing our diligence. They haven't <laughs> opened the floor. This is the pre-diligence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to just uh, speculate a whole lot. Um, all right, I'm going to shift to a slightly different topic here. Um, I know that you've done some investing of your own a in the space. Bit. Yep. But you're also very close with a lot of the venture investors and founders. So you're hearing the whispers through the lanes. Um, the, for the founders listening to this, you know, what's the environment like raising right now? What, what are you hearing as far as like uh, how aggressive venture capitalists are going after and investing into prop techs? And also like how are prop techs successful in raising capital right now? So. I mean, we do, yeah, we do have like a venture deals channel and gem that, so we do share deals quite often and help kind of connect the dots for founders with capital sources. Uh, so I do talk to lots of founders in that scenario. Certainly, I mean, there's real struggles in the market right now, to be very, very frank. Like yep. a lot of people have really, really struggled to put capital into deals. Yep. Uh, but that said, I would say good deals are getting done. Like it's not that, you just have to have a lot more attraction and like be a lot more differentiated. You can't just throw up a fancy term and get money the way you could 12, 18 months ago sure. or 24 months ago. Yeah. So, if this environment kind of sticks around, you, would, would you would you agree that you're basically if you think you're going to raise one round and then probably going to do a next, you should to some degree always be raising. No. Every, yeah. Always be raising, that's for sure. Every, <laughs> every founder, for the most part, is always raising, even if they're not raising. <laughs> and then uh, for, for, for those you know, founders listening, like always be raising, but what, what can founders specifically be doing to better position themselves to, you know, to be able to, to actually get the terms they're looking I for? I mean, become better storytellers mm. and ha have real proof of distribution, traction, adoption. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, when I look at deals, that's the first thing I'm trying to figure out is what is the unique distribution advantage? Yep. Because without that, you're dead in the water. Yep. Like there's just too many big people that have massive, massive audiences. And like, it doesn't matter if they're two, three years slow, it doesn't matter because they can instantaneously put something on 50 million people in a way that would cost a startup like a yep. billion dollars in marketing spend to get there. Yep. So, um, yeah, you have to find the right strategic relationships, sales channel, and core urgent pain, like something that yeah. shows me that you've actually figured out a way to sell this thing and like I can see a path of how is this thing actually gonna yep. get to 10 million I, AR I, or what, whatever that, the number is. I've been seeing that uh, products leveraging uh, owner benefit packages and resident benefit packages. Yep. You know, a pinata for instance, yep, pinata. Like, like renter benefits. They're they're kind of plugged into these renter benefit packages that are working with, you know, the, the, the property management systems. And so then they get instant distribution to a ton of residents. Yep. Uh, well, you wrote about Blanket recently. Yep. Blanket Homes is a really interesting marketplace attempt that I... And I, they're reaching, a, they're, I think they've got a good strategy to reach a lot of owners fast. Yeah, I do too. They're going to go to the property manager, enable the property manager to provide better reporting to all the owners. And then if those owners decide they want to sell or buy another property, they've got the makings to create a marketplace for those investment properties. Yeah. Yeah. One other trend that I've been thinking about for a while is 
the shift to kind of homeowners under management on the residential oh, side yeah, of the yeah. industry. So I think that's slowly, slowly playing out, and I'm, yeah, certainly curious to talk to anyone like that's flat out of Chicago. Yeah, like yeah, I mean, there's maintenance plays, there's financial plays, yep. there's just straight data plays on top of that. Yep. There's like lifestyle marketing, like milestones. Yep. Uh, so that whole category is super interesting, and I, I do think in five, ten years, like the industry will talk about homeowners under management as totally. a common term. That it, it, most it, people don't really get what that means today. I think that, so. The, the play here, this could be interesting for everyone listening that wants to enter that space. Uh, partner with the biggest real estate brokerages. Get them to put that as part of like the buyer package or seller package, right? Maybe, I don't know if you have to incentivize. Sellers aren't giving away anything yeah, anywhere. That's, but the but incentives guy, are the hard piece. It used to be home warranties, right? Yeah. Get a home warranty for a year or two. But get the home maintenance package. That's way better than a home warranty. Because statistically, you're not going to use the home warranty. That's right. why they exist, yeah. right? Use the home maintenance. You have to change the air filters. You have to get your, you should get your water heater serviced, your furnace serviced. You know, put in a, a package to get your roof inspected every five years. And man, that's a, I, I, I sign up. With Smart Roof. Smart Roof, yeah. There it is. <laughs> there it is. I, I'll sign that. up for that. They're part of that. Uh, 50 bucks a month. I don't know what it costs. It's probably yeah. more than that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll throw in the ball, you know, throwing the price out there nice and low. All right. Before we close out, uh, Drew, I want to give you an opportunity. Um, you know, Geek Estate, uh, I appreciate everything you do. I got a chance to talk to one of your employees earlier today. Yeah, Ben. Ben. Ben's roaming around the, the, the ben, floor is there. I'm going to, Ben doesn't know this. I'm going to put him on blast. <laughs> ben drove the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile around the country for a full year. Yeah. That's amazing. It's awesome. I don't know how you hired a former Oscar Mayer Wiener. Well, he worked for me before that and then like left for a year to okay. drive the Wiener mobile around, which has yeah. got to be just an incredible experience. Like it's crazy. What's the technical title for that? I don't know. Wiener Wiener driver. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, uh, but all right, before we close out, I, I wanted to give you an opportunity like for people what what do they need to know about how to get connected plugged into the Geek Estate Mastermind? Different. Uh, I know you have a few different uh, offerings yeah. these days. Yeah. So now there there are actually two tiers of Gem today. Uh, we just launched a couple weeks ago a uh, which Ben is working on yep. a uh, what we call the Crystal tier, which is a paid newsletter with a lot of the content that we do. Not not all the. I mean, we do some very deep business intelligence kind of product reviews and category reviews, and not all that stuff is, is in our paid newsletter. But a uh, paid newsletter is. Uh, Ten dollars a month for the first 250 people, so that's kind of Boom. special pricing right now. The gem, which now we call Gem Diamond, is the kind of full-fledged group, which is only for CEOs, founders, venture yep. capital, like partner-level yep. venture capitalists, uh, and that's where we put on very curated dinners, lunches, happy hours across the country. Yep. Uh, that's where we post our much deeper kind of business intelligence briefings on kind of interesting, like sectors of prop tech that we follow like home management or yep. like co-living i mean we've done a bunch we, i think we've done 12 or 15 of these and i want to i want to i'm going to i want to talk about this for just a hot second because this is one of my favorite stories so ryan frazier arrived yep. homes yeah he's coming to dinner tonight five years ago four years ago i can't remember we went to that podunk mexican restaurant that's in like uh what's the square uh, downtown in Seattle. LA, in LA or no, Seattle? Seattle? Oh, uh, Pioneer Square. Yeah. We went to Pioneer the Square. The Lodge. It, it shut down. 
Oh, well, see, I, I called it Podunk for a reason. Yeah. But Ryan Frazier was there, and he's telling me he's got these ideas of like what he's going to do with this business. And honestly, like in my head, I was like doing mathematical calculations to try and understand what he was saying. And that was all because of being part of the, the gem community. Yep. And like the opportunity to have those conversations with people of that At caliber, the early stage. And they, like those early stages are still coming in, but also people, you know, quote unquote, who've made it are also still part of and active in the community come out. And we just had a lunch a few few weeks ago, and I thought we actually had a really good, productive discussion yeah. uh, when I was visiting Seattle. So if you're a founder and you're not part of GEM, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you're probably not going to raise again. You Just shut it down. Uh, but otherwise, um, so where do people go? How do they, they learn the most? What they you can know? find me at geekestate.com is all things GEM. Cool. Uh, yeah, we're in the midst of a landing page redesign to factor in our Boom. new crystal offering but right now it's uh yeah geekestate.com is the landing spot cool all right and the special and, and at drew myers on twitter if you want to follow me somewhere there it is follow him on twitter like every other prop tech ceo that also needs to get on twitter but special thank you to blueprint for allowing us to podcast live here yeah this is a cool booth this is great the cool print studio. Uh, you should also be on the, the Blueprint uh, newsletter. If you're not getting that, it's actually one of the best in the industry that I'm going to call out. Uh, but again, thank you to uh, Blueprint for their hospitality, letting us set up shop here. Uh, I don't know. We'll catch you uh, Blueprint next year. Yeah, I'll be here. Let the FOMO sink in for I'll everyone here. out here. Yep. Thanks, Drew. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to TechNest, the PropTech podcast. Find all the links and resources mentioned in this episode on technest.io. You can get future episodes delivered to your ears directly by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all other major podcast apps. Follow TechNest on social media to stay up to speed on new developments, resources, and announcements in PropTech. Your support is greatly appreciated. There's two ways you can directly support this podcast. Share episodes you find interesting and then leave a review of the show in the App Store. From Nate and the TechNest team, thanks for listening.